So my name is Joel Seacom, and my company, the longer version of my company is First Transact International Service Company. Shorter version is just Fisco. This, this, is, this is Diversified Game a podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, if you find another gentleman in Cameroon, this young this vibrant and who has done what he has done, Chief Joel Seacom, is into manufacturing in Cameroon. And why this is important is because many people say, Kellen, I want to go to Africa, but I heard the Chinese run and make everything. Uh-uh, you're meeting somebody who has not just created something, but created jobs and manufacturing. I wish more of us would get into it. So, Joe, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, thank you, Kaylin. How are you doing? Uh, I'm really, uh, I just want to thank you for the opportunity you are giving me to, you know, to to communicate and to give my experience to the people out there for us to, you know, to do more to empower Africa. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kaylin. Well, well thank, I thank you and, and appreciate you because through your wins, I feel like we all win. And I really want you to tell people, how did you get into manufacturing when I hear everybody saying, it's too hard, we don't know anybody, how are we supposed to build a factory to build things? You have done it. And this message needs to be heard from Cameroon to the United States because we do not do the 20 plus products that you do in masses. We do dance, we do music, but you're doing manufacturing. So give us the game on how you started on this journey? I mean, first and foremost, I just, I just came back to the, I just came back to the continent back in 2012. Uh, after I went to school in, in Texas, uh, I was based in Dallas. And, uh, when I came back, I just, you know, uh, observe. And, you know, when you start to, when you wanted to launch a manufacturing process, you have to come up with an answer of what people need. You, you cannot come with the idea and think that's what people need. You have to, you know, study what people need and bring a solution. So when I came back, I just observed that 80%, 85% of the diseases in Africa is the diseases based on how clean we are or how healthy we are, you know, uh, which is, can, it can be malaria, malaria. You know, malaria is just mosquito going in the sewage, drink those water and come back and come back to bite us and give us malaria. Uh, typhoid, uh, cholera, a lot of African diseases is based on, you know, hygiene. And then I was like, if you want to evolve, if you want to develop our countries and our continents, we need to have a healthy people. We need to have strong workforce. We need to have a powerful labor force. So that was the first step. And then the second step, I noticed most of our cleaning product detergent, soap, home care, personal care was, was imported product. I was like, if in this century we still need to import our product to be clean, to be healthy, then we have a problem. And I started small. When I mean the key word today is to start small. You cannot 
go in China, Chinese people are 1 billion citizens. You go to the US, US is 300 million people and you want to build a manufacturer with machine, with the high technology. You really have to start small. For instance, Cameroon is 25 million people. So you cannot build a big factory with the high tech, with the you know uh, technology that's going to be producing for only 20 million people. So you're gonna, you have to start really small. Now with starting small, you've gone to many products and you, you know, watching, I know, Shark Tank and you, maybe you've even seen Lion's Den, Dragon's Den, you know, you have 20 plus products. So how do you go from small to, you know, much larger? Like how, what was the first step in even being able to do production? Were you doing it from the home to start? Did you go that small or how was that first step? No, we, uh, I started it in 2015. The first product launched in the market, that was in May 2015. Uh, we rent a small warehouse. When I say small, it's like uh, uh, three, 300 square meters. We had, we had uh, no machinery, not heavy technology machinery, because here you don't, have the, the, you don't have the people here don't have the training to, to handle those machines. And then, you know, because... Like for instance, detergent is a really basic, basic uh, chemistry. You don't need you don't need a, a expert if I can put it that way. So I was I hired a consultant. Uh, it was in Poland, and he trained the guy here, and he, he was the guy who helped us to stabilize our formulas. And back then we started we started with seven products only, and then every each year on the market demands. We were able to go in 2016, we went from seven products to about 10, 11 products. And all of them are detergents. So the raw material is pretty much the same, but the small differences make those products different. And then uh, during the COVID, we went from 15 products to 24 products because uh, the demand on disinfectants was really high and we were able to produce it because Everything was shut down. Uh, the port was shut down. China was not exporting. Uh, everybody needed cleaning and disinfectant product. Hospitals and uh, you know houses was looking for so so much in quantities disinfectant, and we were able because we were a local producer, we were able you know to respond to that demand. So your business went from small Peking to a full blown. I need you, chief. I now have to have your product. You know, the shelves are empty, to quote Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> how is that feeling to know that? I know when you started. I know this in the spirit. People thought you were crazy. They, they said, what are you going to do in Cameroon, of all places? You did not. Uh, tell me that feeling of saying I was right and I was early. Like, that must have just had you, like, melt and just feel like, yes, like a championship. You know, um, it's, it's strange because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to look at those big lions, those uh, even even Zuckerberg, even Bill Gates, even Tesla, even uh, Elon Musk. Every time, all those guys, what we have in common from the biggest to the smallest as I am, we always, people always think that we are crazy of having an idea. And, I, and for instance, even my own family was not believing in what I was doing back then because they, they didn't have the vision, they didn't see. But 
Uh, I was, I'm lucky, I'm fortunate because I was right. And hopefully in the years coming, I'm going to be able to do more and to do better. And because, not for my sake, but because we have to do better for, for Cameroon and we have to do better for Africa as a whole. Because otherwise we're not going to be competitive. Man, I'm glad you said it. And so many entrepreneurs come on and they talk about how even family, you know, friends, if you guys, your wife, they're not going to understand the vision until you, you know, show them some work. What did it take to have you have that confidence? Because I, what I want to clarify, somebody will look at you and say, oh, okay, because he went to the state, he was able to do this. And you know, because they'll say, oh, you fell bush and you went to the States and you came back with a, a bag of money to the point where there's even a hotel in uh, Boya right now being built and everybody's saying it's because they sold money in America, right? One, that's none of your business. Two, um, that's not true for everybody. So oh. was, was it just, how, how, like, how much of an impact was even you coming to America that impacted this business now? Could you have done it without ever coming to America? Would your mindset have even been there? Yeah, uh, the idea when I was coming back in, in, in Cameroon, I didn't have that idea at all. Uh, when I came back, um, I came back with the idea to having a payment processing business, you know, and uh, it didn't work out. Uh, and then, by looking around, looking what Cameroon needs, I went to the markets. I went to, when I mean market, it's not clean market. It's just you went deep inside, like in the gutter seeing every day what people needs, what are the problems that they have. And I went from the problem or the consequences and I went on the other, on the other way to say, okay, if there is a problem, what's the cause? And like I was saying, in order to be sick, you need to have some habits. And that habit, it was because of our hygiene, you know, um, uh, a lot of people in Africa are still living under the poverty, so they don't have means or or they are not financially capable, you know, to have a certain life standard. So the idea I found it here locally. I can tell you when I was in the U.S., I never thought I was gonna do something like that. So first and foremost, it is not the idea didn't come from America, and the idea didn't come from because I went out overseas. The second idea it was the challenge. You know, uh, I'm not. Maybe some people are going to take it as a yeah racist. I was like, yeah, but how come in these centuries, with the social media and everything, we still import the basic stuff on how to be clean? I don't. I don't. You know. I don't. Even even you, if 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 you say okay, do I need to call someone outside to tell me how to be clean in my house? Hell no. It doesn't make any sense. So I was like. For the first year in 2000, starting in 2013, I started making research. I was like, how complicated is it to make these things? And when I found it, it was easy. I was like, okay, let me try. I tried with four, with four, uh, with four people. Uh, I hired one chemist from a local school, and he had diff- difficulties to, you know, to stabilize the formula. So I hired a consultant. We start online. And then I hired a guy. He came, he came, he came here for four months, you know, and then we were able to find out the formula was unstable because of the quality of the water. I lost money because the quality of the water. So it's not even about the raw material. It's about our water that comes from our soul. 
So he, he was he was kind of he was kind of tricky, but after a lot of loss, we were able to find the the, the right thing, and uh, it was it was not easy. And it's really a lot of night, a lot of uh, sleepless night, a lot of you know uh, question mark. And even sometimes as an entrepreneur, you doubt about yourself. You know, like, man, you know what? I already put too much. You know, I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to give up. I'm going back. And, and and then at the last minute, you the guy, oh, snap. Let's try the quality of the water. And we were like, because <clears throat> in, in, in the city where I am, in Douala, the, um, the water have a, a high quantity of, of iron in the water, which is a natural water. So we were able to find something to treat it. And then the formula starts stabilizing. So that's how it happened, but it was not easy. Now, for some people, you know, think about your friends in America, in Texas, they say, then why don't you just use a filter and, you know, filter out the water? Because, of course, America has all the answers, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> that, it, 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 it's more difficult than that, but that you solve the problem is where you get, you know, your, your title and the round of applause. Can you let someone know they say, I want to do something like that, whether I'm in Douala, whether I'm in Kribi, whether I'm in Yaoundé. Um, in what range should they start with their business? Because you said you lost a lot of money and you could have even lost more. People lose money all the time in business. But if they say, I don't think I have enough, can you give them a range of what is enough to start so they won't just feel like it's never enough? Because in business, you know, it's never enough. You always need mm -hmm. money. Uh, um, to 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 uh, I have uh, today I have a lot of followers I have a lot of entrepreneurs not not you know here sometimes I make a difference between social media entrepreneurs people that you see on Facebook they have thousands of likes but when you say okay let me visit what you are doing you don't see them anymore <laughs> so uh, to 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 start if you want to be a producer a really uh, good one let's say you you can you can do something with 15 20 millions which is about 15 to 20 million CFAs, mm. which is going to be in the range of 40 to $60,000. Okay. Yeah. So, some people, even in America, because you know, people are living check to check. They say, how do you even get 40,000 without a PPP loan? So can you, can you let people know if you took any venture capital, angels, friends, or family, or did you just save because the money would not spoil? No, uh, uh, the 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 money the money I started with I I have a lot of the the first the 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 but let's say the one fourth was uh, supplier loans, my raw material suppliers, my chemical suppliers because you have to take that into into consideration. That you know mm. people that lend you things you cannot because you fail say okay I've tried but it didn't work out. Even if it didn't work out, you still have to pay. But when you're doing the, the, the BP, the business plan, you have to take that into consideration. That all the credit, even if it's bank credit, even if it's a supplier credit, it's still a business, even money you start with. And in, in my range, you have I had a lot of those supplier credit, local suppliers, because, for instance, the guy who manufactured my boxes to put the product inside, the guy who supply me the the, the 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 duct tape, you know, to be able to close the boxes. Uh, the guy who supply me the bottles, the plastic bottles, because at the beginning, all those things, especially the plastic bottles, I was buying them. Right now, I'm manufacturing them. I'm manufacturing them by myself. But at the beginning, 
I was I was buying those plastic bottles. So all those things, the the big the half the half of the of the of the capital that you have to start is going to be the raw materials. Whatever you want to do at the beginning, the money you're going to start. It's not always because even if you take the loan at the bank, it's still going to be to buy those raw materials. You see, mm -hmm. and then the, the supplier can give you 30, 60 days credit, free. But the banks, as soon as you take it, you have interest on it. It's like in the US when you when you want when you when you want to you know redo your houses, remodel your 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 apartment or refurbish your apartment. It's better to go to Lowe's or to Home Depot instead of going to uh Citibank or Capital One to have a loan because you know the money for the, the, the supply also gonna be cheaper, but it's still a loan. So that's uh 50% to 50% or 60% of my uh of, of my loan was on those guys, on my suppliers. And as of today, I still thank them because they trusted me because they didn't know me at the beginning. They were they they could have said no, but they trust me. They say, okay, we're gonna give you this line of credit, and that's how I start. The other half is gonna be on logistics because when you when you manufacture, you need to bring in to you need to bring it to the supermarkets. Uh, you need to you know pay for gas, pay for transportations. So that's where you are you. Most of the time, I advise people to have on their own money 30 to 40% of what you need to start something. Wow. I, I love this because, you know, in, in America, it's, everything is credit, credit, but people find it hard for suppliers to give them anything on credit. And what that shows is in Africa, in Cameroon, that, you know, people aren't just going to run off. People trust, you know, they trusted you where you know you hear many people right here in America say, don't trust anybody in Cameroon. Don't trust anyone. Nobody will, you know, nobody is going to help you. And, 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 you know, that's their experience maybe or an experience they heard. Can I, is there anything that you had to provide the suppliers as collateral um, for them to trust you like that? Mm -hmm. Not, not, not really. What I can, what, what I can say, um, even when you go to the bank to have a loan, you have to convince them that you want to do something good, right? You want to, you want to show them that you're going to use that money to do something. Everybody sells, even banks, even yourself. When you go to a job interview, you go to a job interview to sell yourself to the company. So basically, when you go talk to those guys, you have to show them that you know you are a trustworthy person. Banks doesn't invest on a business plan, on a project. They invest in the people that are in front of you. You have to put them in trust. If you show them, okay, this is what I want to do. This is where I'm going to be, the location. You see, most of the time what I do, even, even, even today, when I find some business partners, I always want them to come see where I am. Don't, don't go into their office because they're going to stay in the office, okay. What they're going to think in their head is like, okay, this guy just popped out. He's in my office. I don't know who is he, who he is. I don't know where he's located. I don't know whatever he's doing. Always make sure you say to the guy, if you want to, I can come pick you up. Let's go to my place. Let's see what I'm doing. Let's see what, I, or what, what I'm trying to accomplish. And once they're going to see it, it's, it's, going, it's going to be a trust process. It's not going to, they're not going to say, yes, as many you're going to see. You're going to, you're, they're going to see you. It's going to take two weeks, three weeks, two or three meetings. And then they're going to say, okay, I know this guy. 
we already on WhatsApp. We're already talking to each other. I've met the place where, where you want to do the project. And you're going to say, okay, if he has, a, if, if, the, if that supplier has, a, let's say, $2 million stock worth of products, you're going to say, okay, you know what? Let's give him 5000 If he works, it's okay. If he doesn't, my loss. I'm just going to put it into lost and casualties. That's how, even me today, some, some, some small shops sometimes call me and say, okay, I'm launching a shop. I need a credit. That's how I do. I say, okay, I'm going to give you a, a, a worth of, let's say, $1,000 of product you can use and you pay me after. That's how the world is built because everybody has something to sell. Yes, yes. Everybody has something to sell. And I found you from your great interview, and I won't repeat any of the questions there, but I'll have the people go check you out on how we made it in Africa.com. And you guys just, you know, you can Google that. It will pop right up. It's a great read. And this, this story, you know, is something that needs to be framed. It also needs to be taught, um, you know, what you're doing because many people feel like they can't do it. Do you have any plans on creating a book or maybe even an online course to show how supply chain works? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more into, you know, uh, talking to young entrepreneurs. And uh, as of today, uh, we have our, uh, you can find me online, and you also have the, uh, in Cameroon, we have what we call uh, GCAM. And the GCAM is the is for the business owner, is is the association of business owner, but it's the biggest one. Uh, it is one of the biggest one in Cameroon, and in that big association, I'm in charge of you know, uh, small businesses, so they can even even if they if they type on 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 Google, they can uh, they can see who I am and uh, they can you know send me a question and I'm going to be able to you know guide them through give my piece of advice i'm not i'm not this i'm not the successful guy but i can tell them from where i start to where i am this is what i did and this is the mistakes because i've done mistakes um i've done mistakes but i was i was lucky also to to be able to strive i trust some people i thought they were big distributors where when in fact they were not i lost a lot of uh, a lot of uh, money because in some raw material, uh, my team and I, we were not expert. So we bought the wrong ones and it was cost us a lot of money. Uh, we, 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 uh, we, we, we had inside issues, uh, some in the factory product was disappearing and nobody knew where it went because you know, it's Cameroon. Uh, we had, trust issues with some with some of my uh co-worker so those things those things uh, most of the time i give them the bad but i always say the future is bright you know uh and if you if you if you try at least you know if it if you if it's good or not but if you don't try how how do you know so basically um i'm i'm, I'm trying to and that's why they, they those in that association they chose me because I'm I'm pragmatic, you know. I always trying to tell the truth from my experience, not something that I read in a book. I'm not um, a teacher. I'm not a preacher. Uh, I, I'm into. I'm more into entrepreneur. But now to talk about, you know, 
supply and demand to uh, those type of things. I don't know if I'm going to write a book, but probably I'm going to write a book on, you know, how, how to be a good entrepreneur. Most definitely, yes. Okay. And you being on the side of Cameroon, that makes more sense to me. You guys, I'm just telling you, um, you know, yeah, one day it's more ran like uh, France, I would say, uh, with, you know, with all the confusion that happens in France, too, um, especially traffic-wise. Douala has, has its own traffic um, as well. You guys have heavy traffic. I'm more of a Limbe guy, but I'm, you're closer. I'm closer on, on that side. With all the success that you've had and the, and the success you're going to have because you're still young thank and the you, best is yet to come, what is the community give back that you're doing now or that you would like to do in the future? I mean, um, I do a lot of give back, you know, uh, like this is the end of the year, you know, uh, we, we, we have a lot of uh, orphanage that we send product to. Uh, we, have, we have a scholarship with few school in uh, in Douala area in in the west in the west Cameroon area uh we do we do we do we do a lot we i mean at my level of course because i'm not saying to be the we we every time that uh, you know someone call me for a partnership and for something i always try to you know see without finding way in my interest you know i always say okay uh we did uh, we supply some uh gel uh you know, on cleaning product, you know, I mean, you know, Cameroon and you know that sometimes gel really have a high hygiene issues. So, so, uh, yes, that's how we, uh, we, we also, oh, yeah, we always do try in the, in the summertime, take, uh, young Cameroonians, uh, for, you know, for professional experience. And, uh, we, uh, we try to encourage them and empower them to, you know, to be, to be, uh, to be a dreamer, you know, every, everything, everything starts with the dream. Because if, 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 if your mind doesn't dream, you're not even going to say, okay, I'm going to try. So, uh, uh, that's, that's, that's what I do. That's what I do at my level right now. But, uh, you know, the company growing, I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm engaged in, uh, in some, um, uh, think, think, do tank, uh, call the Aquilians. And uh, I really, if uh, you guys have to check something beside my company, uh, you have to check out that do, uh, thing, do tank, the Aquilians. Uh, it's a uh, Cameroon dialect. It's, it's, it's mean learners, you see? Mm. And we really empower young people, uh, fellows that we call, we call them the fellows, you know, to engage into, into uh, really into Cameroon, into Cameroon society, you know, to have the impact. And I'm really, I'm really, I'm really uh, into that, uh, that thing to thank. And I really support them also um, and the company also by providing uh, economical transformation of, uh, of our country. And, and I'm so happy that you are doing what you're doing and that you brought something back. And you're talking about an issue that is very sensitive to people, you know, in Cameroon and even those. Um, about because of the, um, you know, people's still perception of Africa. And if they haven't been or they don't know, they say, oh, do you even have internet? Do you have Wi-Fi? And you're talking about something as basic as keeping it things clean. Um, there is, for me, always, it, it, it makes me say, wow, are we really just going to urinate right where the shop is? 
when the bathroom is right here in the restaurant in the bar, right? We talk about mm-hmm. keeping things clean. Are we just going to throw stuff in the gutter? And these are the restaurant owners. Um, what can we do about that? Because does policy have to change that? Or can people just be, you know, in their own say, you need to clean that up and stop littering is what it is, right? In America, you get fined. Um, but what can we do to change some of that behavior? Because it starts with us. It doesn't even start with, you know, the politicians that we all love to blame around the world. So how do we go about that um, inside of Cameroon and even outside across all of Africa? Mm-hmm. Do, do you think do you think in America people don't do that because they they don't they are afraid of the fine, or do you think they do it because they they they, they know for good is not a good thing to do? Um, uh, I, I came I came in New York. Uh, I, I when I came first came in America in 2000. I school to New York. I went to I, I, I went to Hunter College, but and I was working. Um, I used to work at the African nightclub, which is on uh, one one twenty fifth Street in Harlem. Uh, yes, because I'm I'm kind of tall, and uh, at night time, sometimes you pass on some street, it was smelling pee. You see what I'm saying? So this is a global and general issue. Sometimes it's a case of emergency. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> it's a case of emergency, and people doesn't have the 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 the, the, the speed to go to the house to, to the house, and you know go to the fifth floor or to the tenth floor, open the door, run to the bathroom, and so forth, so on. So, but here in Africa, I think we need to we need to educate. Education is the key. Uh, have a role and you know write up something to how society or how we should and and, and it's coming you know every i don't know what the one was the last time we were here but uh people are putting things in place to you know to teach and you know uh because in Cameroon right now we have what we call people Cameroon used to be rural a lot of people used to live in the in the in the countryside and come to, and, and come into the city so they were not making the difference. But right now, uh, you have to educate people, you know. And by the lifestyle and the middle class we have in Cameroon that is growing, you know, uh, habits is changing. Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure in a couple of years, that thing going to be naturally eradicated. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes. And, and, and all things, you know, I know why in America, I, I would not, unless I really had to go, it's not just a fine, but if you're caught, you could also get a charge. And they might say you're exposing yourself, which is a, um, you know, a sexual charge here in America if, if caught and convicted of doing that. But, um, you know, I, I always like to put it on us, the people, on how we make the changes. Because like you said, sometimes I can tell you a story off air and that's I say, oh, okay, this is just, this is the culture. No matter how much money you have or if you are, are rich, or if you, you know, you're, you're, you're poor, um, it's just the culture to want to go outside, which, you know, if we're playing soccer or football, it's different than if we're at a restaurant, um, you know. So with that, can people buy your products in America or in Europe? Um, is it on Amazon or Jumia yet? Uh, I'm, I'm working on it, and uh, that's one of the major projects for, for 2022. Uh, to be on, uh, I was just, you know, talking with somebody from uh, from Texas to find a warehouse because the, the goal is for next year to be on Amazon. 
and uh, if uh, if you can we can find some partners to work to work toward that is really going to be a is really going to be a good a good venture. So I'm uh, launching a message. If someone is interested to working with us, uh, we are we are we we are we are working. We, we already have what the criteria what is needed to be uh, FDA approved because to sell those those product line you need to be FDA. It's not complicated. So we, if we can, if we, if we, if we can find a good partner, I'm pretty sure by uh, mid 2000 and, uh, 2022, mid 22, we're going to be able to be on Amazon. No doubt about it. All right, I'm I'm going to make at, 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 the, at the maybe sometime in better price. I'm I'm going to make a call for those um, fellow Cameroonians. Um, Isaac Sunday, I'm calling you out. You know something about moving products uh, from you know, Texas to Cameroon. Luis, I'm calling you out. Emmanuel, Emma, top 10, I'm calling you out. There, there's an opportunity right here for someone to jump on and, and with unity, we all win. So let the people know where they can find you, contact you if they do have a question or do want to invest from an angel investor to a VC, the best way to contact you before we go. All right. Uh, I mean, uh, my name is Joel Seacom. You can find me on LinkedIn and uh, you can visit our website, www.s as in Sam, I as a international or as a ivory, M as a mother, A as a apple, Z as in dog, dot CM. Uh, we really made a mistake. It's dot CM for Cameroon. It's not dot com. So it's dot CM. And also on the on our website, you can find there is all our contacts. And uh, since we are a small a small company, I'm always you know in in form of what is going on. So if you go in our website www.cimad.cm, cimad is s i m a d dot c m. Thank you guys. You guys have been blessed by the game. It's going to start with the .cm. It's going to then go to the .africa. Then who knows? Only God knows. I bless you Amen. for your time. Yes. Amen, guys. You guys share the game. It will change somebody's life. Hi, everyone. Have you ever been curious about visiting Africa? Which African country were you interested in? Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, South Africa, Ethiopia, which country are you interested in? My good friend, Kellen Cash Coleman, came up with a course called My First Trip to Africa that'll guide you through this process. It's only $20, and in this course, you'll learn about passports, visas, vaccinations that you need before you go there, as well as a budget, uh, how much the trip is gonna cost. He also talks about what you should pack, uh, what you should take with you, how you should travel on a budget. Did you know that 100 US dollars is worth a 1,000 South African rand and over 10,000 Kenyan shillings? So imagine what you can do with $100 back home. I say back home because I'm from Sudan, I'm African, I already know how it's like. I know that, you know, when you convert Canadian and American money, it goes a long way when you're traveling across Africa. So if you're curious, um, if, if Africa is a place that you've always wanted to go, always want to move there, Kellen Cash is the person to ask. Check out the course. There's a little preview you can listen to um, before you actually purchase it. If you're interested in this course, visit www.diversifiedgame.com. Don't miss out.
Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.